Authentic Life Radio, episode number 31. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Authentic Life Radio. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. I'm Sarah Rader. What a fantastic summer it's been so far. It has been, but it's already going by so fast. Oh, it's crazy. It is so crazy. I just said to you upstairs, I can't believe May is over already. In two days, le- well, a day and a half, because we're already halfway through today, and and May will be over. I actually hadn't even thought about that, and um. It is unbelievable. Half the year is it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> ready. Right. So today, I want to wish you a happy Memorial Day. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, ce- well, we celebrated yes, it on we Monday. Celebrated but on today Monday. is actually isn't today actually Memorial Day? I do believe so. So happy yeah. Memorial Day to you, and thank you to all um, everyone who has served absolutely our country. We uh, we just appreciate you, and thank you for the sacrifices that you and your family have given for our freedom. So just wanted to say that. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Oh, that was. That's true. I really I I agree with Sarah. I know, but I I really am so patriotic. Yeah. I I mean I I know you know that about me, but I I fell in love with especially when I went in the seventh grade to Washington DC with my with my class. Yes. My it was seventh and eighth grade class. I got to do that and I got chosen to uh, there were four of us out of our class that got chosen to put uh, the wreath on the tomb of the unknown soldier, mm-hmm. and I got I got I got to do that. And it was really really cool. That is the coolest thing, like to be there. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we went to Washington. Um, Mary Lou was just asking my mother in law was just asking me about that this weekend and um, about being in Washington. I'm like, yeah, but the kids were like, Megan was five. And Matthew was three. Is that, that was a long time ago. Are you serious that that's how long ago that was? Yeah, because McKenna was 10 weeks old when we took her to Washington. I remember when you went, but that was how long ago it was? Yes. No, Insane. are you serious? Absolutely. It's been seven years. This, I mean, like at the end of at the, the end of June. Really? End of July, somewhere like that. But. Um, yeah, it's been it's been seven years since we went to Washington, and Megan will get to go um, in the eighth grade. They they go in the eighth grade. Is it seventh as and a eighth? class? The seventh grade goes to space camp. That's right. Sixth and seventh go to space camp um, in Alabama on different. They'll go on um, different tracks or whatever. So I mean, the school will all go together, but mm-hmm. then they'll separate once they're there. And so the sixth graders who went to space camp this school year will not be doing the same thing when they go again in the seventh grade. If they go again in this, they'll do completely oh, different, okay. completely different things. So they'll have an opportunity to go again. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Um, as long as the school provides it, mm-hmm. Th- this was the first time in many years that they offered that trip to space camp. And but Megan had a fantastic time. So yeah, Mary Lou was just asking me about DC mm-hmm. Um, this weekend and I said I would love to go back and you know now McKenna is old enough to kind of right. you know start to understand and and get it and but I remember when we now we went with Grange Insurance oh you did and so we did things that um yeah it was it was one of the the Grange Life um incentive trips they always did a fantastic job with their trips and um so we did things and we were a part of things that if we just went as a family, I don't think that we would have done. And one of the things that we did was um, watching this um, performance, basically, from, um, from soldiers marching, um, spinning the rifles. It really was quite fascinating. It really was. At Arlington Cemetery? Yes, okay. yes. 
it really was fascinating. And I remember Matthew being three years old and at that point he wanted to be a soldier. Like that's what he talked about all the time. And But I remember when they came out because half of them were dressed in white and half of them were dressed in blue. Mm. And he's like, are they gonna fight? <laughs> that's when his three-year-old self, sure. you know, thought it. that. But it was, it is amazing there to take in the history and to really connect with our country. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Right, absolutely. I've only been there. Actually, I've been there twice. The first time was in seventh grade. And and again, it was a school trip. Mm-hmm. So I went to, I the things I remember going to Arlington Cemetery and going to Smith the Smithsonian. Okay. Those are the two things that I really remember. Well, that's not true. The other thing I remember is a lot of homelessness. Yes. I really remember Absolutely. that. And in my seventh grade mind, I was like, how can this be our nation's capital? I had never seen so many yeah, homeless, homeless people, people. In, in my whole life. And actually that was the first time I'd ever seen a child homeless. Okay. And I couldn't, it was so hard for my mind to wrap around that whole idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I couldn't, it was just really hard for me. And I remember seeing one of the war memorials, the wall, one mm-hmm. of the walls. I, I can't remember which one it was. Would have, would it have been, um, would it have been the Vietnam maybe? Probably. Because they're I'm, breathtaking. They are. They're beautiful. Um, and I, and I just remember looking at all the names and thinking, yeah. And thinking those are those were real people, people. Mm-hmm. you know, and and trying to read as many as I possibly could. Um, so those are the things that really stand out in my mind. Um, and and then of course, putting the wreath on the tomb of the unknown soldier. I mean, we they That's they took so us so cool. they took us the four of us apart, and I had to kind of learn um, how to walk with them, the soldier, mm-hmm. and because there is somebody guarding that tomb at all, all time, time no matter if you know no matter if it's raining snowing hurricane season no matter what nobody le- there's somebody there all, the, all time. the time and um so we did it during the changing of the guard and we got to put it on put that wreath there and it was just really cool i mean presidents do that kind of yeah. stuff and here i am as a little seventh grader getting to do it, it was so really cool. really it was really neat um so i got to do that um and so those are the things that really stand out to me. And then the second time I, I went to Washington D.C. was to help my. I went to um, Walter Reed Hospital, right? And, to help, and that was a couple years ago to help my uh, really good friend. Her son was injured in Afghanistan. He was, um, and was so to help him, uh, help her take care of her son. Yeah. And I never left Walter Reed. Um, so those are the two times I have been um, to Washington D.C. Right. So I. I really, the only perspective that I really have of like all of those things, like is as a seventh grader. As, as a seventh right. grader, and I can't fathom what it would be like now to go back and to to view all those things. I want so badly to go to the Holocaust Museum. I have always had a fascination with um, with World War Two. Yeah, since I've been a little girl, I, I have always had a fascination with that. So to go there and to to experience that and to understand, you know. What what happened there in a in a way and and to understand why what could cause that kind of hate you know right. um, it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with countries Mm-mm. that had nothing to do with countries it had to do with one man and his hatred and his hatred and I don't you know I, I've always wondered why one man could could do that and why why one man could stir up so many people to follow him yep. and it has nothing to do with a certain country. It has nothing to do with a certain, um, you know, or anything and why other countries would end up following that. You know, it just has to do with evil. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the right. bottom line. And you know, what's fascinating about that today is that we still have that stuff going on today, today. you know, and, yes, we do. and how, and how we can stand up today and, and fight for that. But, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, to me um that that we can have um that there were people that did stand up yeah even in you know there that i the stories that i love about like world war ii and the holocaust the things that always um were the brave people like in germany that hid Mm -hmm. you know that hid the jews or hid people i i always i always want to I was like, I would ask myself when I was younger, would I be that brave? Would I stand up? Would I, would I, 
would I do those kinds of things? And I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and I always think about that. So the, the stories, the untold stories that I think I could learn in a place like that, and I want my kids to learn, would be so cool. And Luke, especially right now, because he's a little bit older, is fascinated with history. And he is, he really, he has gotten into war stuff uh, and understanding that kind of thing. Right. And he really wants to do that as well. So we, we need to plan a trip just to see those kinds of things and to understand that. So there's just so many opportunities to learn so much, not only about our country, but about the countries that are around the world um, and how we, and how we have come together to fight, um, uh, to fight things that aren't, to fight evil, you know? So I think that that would be really cool. I think that's awesome. I've already, I've already announced that I will be the parent chaperoning that trip to Washington when Megan's in the eighth grade mm-hmm. and when Matthew's in the eighth grade, I can't, I cannot wait for that. But um, just go, on, on that, ahead. on yeah. that thought, it looks like right now that our sons are going to be at the same school together. Yes. This will be the first time in since kindergarten. since kindergarten. So the thought that they could like be on a school trip together yeah, to I Washington DC is fascinating to me. And we could be chef. We're going to be chaperones together. It's so fun. It's I didn't. Be great. I never even thought about that until you yeah. just said that. I was like, "Well, I'll be. I'll want to be a chaperone to Washington D.C." And you said that, and I was like, "We'll, we'll do that we'll together. We'll do that together." I know. Wonders so of all wonders. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but talking about talking about asking your yourself as a, um, your young self if you would be the one to stand up, right? Um, this weekend, we decided to go to my in-laws lake house mm-hmm. um for the long weekend we really needed to get away and have some family time and um so in the morning on one of the days we were we were really taking our time getting ready and um and then we're just sitting around doing nothing on the coffee table in the living room um was time magazine's 100 most influential pictures um, where photojournalism has really become so much more powerful than the written word in in some cases. Sure. In, in some cases. And so they were the 100 most influential pictures. And um, this was one of them. And this is um, mm, I love Tank that. Man yeah. is, is what he is called. And it is a picture from China where one man um, stood up in front of um, these four tanks who were coming and um, he stands there alone, but he's standing there for what he believes in. And um, the, the part of the, that, that's what you, when you said, will I be the one to stand? That's really what, what it made me think of is that that is truly standing alone right there, you know, and the courage that that took. But so in the caption underneath the picture, um, it said that when this, this picture was passed around at a school in China and those children had never seen this before. Hmm. They'd never seen this picture before, but here in our country, it's one of the most influential pictures from time magazine. And I thought that that was, I thought that that was fascinating. It is fascinating. I was also watching when I I was watching CNN Mm -hmm. and it was um, with that. I I can't remember his name, but the, but the blind man from, China that was trying to get out of their country. Yes. And um, he has, he had escaped from prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he had done it and like he wanted to get to America and he had been imprisoned unjustly this very recently. Yeah. And so, um, so they, he had walked a long while way and got to the embassy uh-huh. and then they hospitalized him and then he got back into custody because some they said that well anyways so anderson cooper's talking about this and cnn's obviously an international i really like anderson cooper but you're right yes, yes. okay go ahead the vanderbilt i totally connection. got yeah i totally got distracted i know because we were talking about the vanderbilt just earlier in we the bill more yeah you and i but anyway so anderson cooper is i mean cnn's an international right uh journal yeah mm-hmm. and and they and um they China, he said yesterday they blacked us out while we were talking about this story. 
let's see if they do it again today. And as they were talking, China blacked them out up. again. Yeah. They wouldn't, they would not show. It's they a would lot not like show. the Capitol from the Hunger Games. <laughs> I was just like, okay, but here's the thing. So Luke's watching this with me and he's like, mom, why is China blacking out this story? Right. And I was like, they don't have the freedom that we have here. Right. And he, he was like, what? And I was just like, they don't have the freedom that we have here. And he could, he, he didn't understand. He couldn't understand that. He didn't understand that he, you know, and it made me so grateful. Again, it's going back to happy Memorial day of the freedom that honestly, that so many of us, not just in the United States, but around the world that we have to, to say the things, to say the things that we want to say to, I have the freedom to worship Jesus the way that I, you know, absolutely to say his name, um, to worship him, to, to, um, just to have my own opinions, to, um, if I, if I want to be brave, you know, and you have that freedom. I have that freedom to watch the things, you know, nobody's going to tell me that I can't do or say now, some of those things that are kind of being tested <laughs> right. in some ways, I, I can't say that, but it's amazing to me that I I have the freedom to do that. You mm-hmm. and I can sit in front of a microphone and we can say the things that we want to say and nobody's going to come in through that door right now and, and gun us down. Right. There are so many people throughout the world that don't, don't have, have that, that freedom. Right. And um, run the risk of, that truly do run the risk of being imprisoned, mm-hmm. being tortured, or or being killed or their family being that way, you know, and it, and I tried to tell him all that and, you know, and I've kind of, you know, I've said these things before, but for him to actually see See, it. Yeah. Even in that, that even that short glimpse of that, you know, he, he started to get it. And I think he, of course now it is an 11 year old again, little, I mean, in his 11 year old mind, he's forgotten it about again, but probably to see that kind of picture, you know, that magazine, that that book is fascinating. I don't know if I'm ready for Matthew to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many things in there mm-hmm. that just represent exactly what we're talking about. Just right. exactly what we're talking about. Where there are there are so many places in the world that do not have the freedoms that we have. Right. Because pictures do speak louder than words. I mean, I could say all these things to Luke and Lydia. I right. could say them over and over, but but between them seeing it or experiencing it. Absolutely. It doesn't, it's not going right. to mean anything. Because Megan asked not me if mean she as could, much. Right. Not mean as much. Right. Megan asked me if she could look at that book. And the first thing I said was, no, I'm not, I'm not ready for you to see some of the things in there. But then I had to remind myself that Megan is not your average 12 year old. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that I do think that she could handle, you know, mm-hmm. s- some of the, I mean, I had a hard time handling some of the pictures, but I think that with open dialogue, she would, now I don't think she ever sat and went through it picture by picture the way I did. Um, but there are some fascinating pictures in there too, like of the soldiers raising the flag over Hiroshima and mm-hmm. raising the flag over the rubble from 9-11. And, and so there are some remarkable pictures in there too. And... I want them to know that I want mm-hmm. them to know that I want them to see that. But yeah. Well, it was, it's just like when I here recently in the past couple of months, the kids and I went and, um, and Andy, but, but the, our family right. went and volunteered at a place called kids against hunger. Yes. And, um, it's where you basically put together a meal with, uh, with dry, with dry goods for, um, the horn of Africa. Mm-hmm. And you, so you, it's like rice and then some minerals and vitamins and then I can't, soy and mm-hmm. something else. And so you just pile it on and you just do it as quickly as you can and they play music. It's really a fun thing. But they have pictures all the way on the around the wall and one of the pictures, and it, and it is an awful picture, but it's this child who is who is starving to death. It's in this field 
and right in the background, not very, very far away, is a vulture. It's in this book. Is it in this it's book? A, it's in this book. Yeah. That picture is it's in that book. Is a vulture. Yeah. Waiting for the child to die. To die. And my kid. She's trying to get to, in that, she's trying to get to the food source. Like right. that, and it's taking all of her energy. Right. And there's this vulture. Mm-hmm. And my kids saw the picture and they couldn't believe it. They could not believe that in our world. <laughs> right. You know, and, and so they got why they were there. They understood why they were giving up their Saturday, you know, and standing there and doing it. All you have to do is to look at that picture mm-hmm. to understand, you know, why you're giving up your time, why you're giving up some of your money, why you're doing that to, to help a child because there's a vulture. Because there's a vulture. And it, it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable to think that that's, you know, that's what we're doing. But we, as um, the body of Christ, have to be his hands and feet here. That's right. That's what we're called to do. No, I don't do that well every day. And I struggle with being selfish. And I struggle with um, getting caught up in my own drama every day. I I get caught up in pitily stupid things every single day. I get caught up in being selfish. I get caught up in being materialistic. I get caught up in all kinds of things. But when I see a picture like that and I, and I see that, then I'm reminded, Sarah, it's really not about you. It's not about, it's not about the things that you, it's not about, it's just not about you. You're so right. And you know, so I, so I understand that I get, I so pictures, those kinds of things really do help you understand what we're called to do. Absolutely. Or a movie. Mm-hmm. They stir the heart. They stir your heart. They sure do. They do. We, um, we connecting with, with people. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were in Tennessee, we went to the Titanic Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I just told Sarah this. That's why she's saying, because mm-hmm, she knows. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was, it, it, it's a fascinating place. If, if you're ever in, in um, Sevier County, if you're ever down towards Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. So got, so got to go there. I mean, it really was, it really was cool. I mean, they have like $4 million worth of artifacts from the Titanic. I, I mean, cannot fathom that. It was, it was quite amazing. But when you're in line, before you go in, um, they hand you a, a card. And on that card is the name of an actual passenger. And so you can read a little bit about them, you, um, their age, whether they were first class, second class, crew, you know, storage, third class. Storage, um, storage, <laughs> however they say that. And um, I love, I love the so movie find Titanic. Out, I, it's, it's quite depressing, but yes, yes they did a fantastic, that's there's what a I section mean. of the museum that is about the movie. And um, because it's real. And uh, so my kids really connected with it. And then you don't find out until you get to the end and to the memorial room um, where all of the names are on a wall, uh, whether your passenger survived or not. Um, Out of our five people, we all survived except for Cliff. Um, And then we joke because we joke because when they're talking about, when they're talking about the passengers, the difference between the first class passengers and the second class passengers was simply that the second class passengers were more frugal than the first. It didn't mean that they had less money. It meant that they had the equal amount of money, but they were willing to spend less for less accommodations. So my husband, who is naturally frugal, we'll call him that that's, that's the kind way to say what my husband is. So the he knows this i'm not sarah's sarah's like pressing her lips together and and gonna laugh at me but so we made a joke that um you know that that that's who he got because that's who he is and that he wouldn't have made it because he was second class and a man he had i mean the men they 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 were doomed from the beginning so um but having them connect with that person and i mean mckenna had i i'm i'm fascinated by her right now in this she's not a little girl anymore mm-hmm. i mean she really is starting to put things together and figure things out and um but to have her connect with this person her her woman was selena cook she was 22 years old um her and her husband wanted to make a new life in um 
in America. They they were she had family there, so she was going ahead to kind of scout things out. He was going to come after. And um and so she connected with this person and and she couldn't wait to get to the end to find out if she lived. I like that's really and and like that was cool. That that was I love that they do that. I, I really love that they do that. And um and she did. She survived and she what she did meet up with her husband again and you know. Um and so I love that that they are connecting and and finding a world bigger than themselves. And that's hard to make sure that my kids do when I struggle with that too. Yes. Because the thing that I find a hard time with is getting overwhelmed. Yes. Because especially in our world where we see so many needs all the time where, you know, the internet, the the television, the, I mean, when I go to church, I hear so many needs, whether it's people inside my church or people across the world or people, you know, you can get, um, for me and my personality, I I should say I should keep it personal. I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. because I want to change everything. everything. Right. And I have to remember that I have to keep it personal to what God has called me to do right now. Mm-hmm. And how can I, how can I, uh, how can I be in the moment and do the things where I'm making a difference right now? Because not all of us can do everything all at one time. Right. There are different seasons for doing different things. And that's why I really believe that he gives us the spirit in order to just be present in the moment. You know, there are times that God says, okay, Sarah, you need to read this book with Lydia and enjoy it mm-hmm. and invest in her right now and not worry about the kid, the child that's across the world starving to death. And you can't, you because right now you can't change that. But that's why I sponsor kids from World Vision. That's right. You know? So I I do something, but I can't like go and change it all at one time. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then there are times that when I can, you know, go to Kids Against Hunger and and I can do something there. But you can't, we can't do everything all at one time because for me, uh, I I can get compassion fatigued, you know, uh, for my my personality. And so um, I really try to, because... I would try to change everything all at one time and then I'm not doing the thing that God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. And I really have to remember there are different seasons and different and different times to do different things. Um, and right now, I know that I really have to invest in my family, like those three people within my home to really make a difference. And then also whoever they end up bringing into my home. Mm-hmm because that's really starting a whole lot right now. Like right. everybody's just bringing people in. And so I need to, to really serve and, and, and be there for them and be invested in them. And then whoever I end up reaching out towards outside of that, whoever I run into being kind and, and all of that. So I have to slow down and take a deep breath and not get so overwhelmed that I can't be, who free and who he's called me to be when I'm like going about my day. Right. Because, because I can make a difference each and every day here in Kentucky in my own little part of the world. Right. But that doesn't also mean that I can't pray for those people that are in the midst, you know, cause sometimes he'll bring people or bring situations to mind. Well, why does he do that? It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I should be doing yeah, it does. It means I should be praying, praying. for right. somebody. Absolutely. I mean, I can do something. It doesn't mean that I physically have to be doing something. It means that I can pray for them right. or I can pray for that situation or I can do something. Um, and I, and I firmly believe that um, that's what he would have. That's what he would call me to do mm-hmm. is to pray. So that's what I do. Absolutely. Yes. I agree with you. When I get overwhelmed, I, I tend to check out from everything. Do you? I do. I if I get over, I'll just I'll subtract myself from from everything and just take a step back and say, okay, well, I can deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, okay, I think I can add this right now. And it, and I really I have to I have to start I have to start over. Or oh yeah. I will just yes. 
my house is showing the withdrawal (laughs) syndrome (laughs) my house got a little tlc before you got here today so yeah my house oh because it's the only time seriously stuff my son's like mom the laundry i have no clothes i just had to go buy okay Okay, i had to go buy to target no, seriously, I had to go buy Lydia. Well, Lydia needed new underwear anyways because she's because she's growing. But she, I had to go buy her two packs of underwear because I had to do laundry. <laughs> you know how much I hate laundry? I, I mean, I don't know what it is about laundry. What in my life has caused me to hate laundry so bad? I, it multiplies. I don't know what it is. I don't remember buying all of these clothes. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous though i mean i have not done laundry forever i don't even know and i hate it i hate it i hate it i don't even know how else to tell you i hate it now we have completely different approaches i'll wash the laundry getting it put away is quite a different feat for me but for you you have to do it all i have to do it all at one time won't yeah and i get that i've tried that many times i'm gonna try something new here where i i seriously i'm gonna try to do a load every day and see if I can't keep up with that. See if that can't be a more manageable way for me to do things. Because the whole everything all at once is overwhelming. Okay, listen, I've tried the whole one at a time. I've tried. I'm pretty sure I have too, and one. it didn't work. But I'm gonna try. It again. I mean, I have tried everything. I have. I've tried to spiritualize it. I have tried the whole. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have tried. I have tried the. I know I'm what going, we need to try. I'm going to hire somebody. We need to try a maid. That's exactly I'm going to hire somebody and say, I don't ever want to touch laundry ever again. That is the only exactly. thing that's going to get to get my laundry done. I, I mean, I hate it. I don't even... I will. We went... Um, we talked about... We went shopping for some new clothes before we went to Florida. Right. Tons of fun. Had such a good time with you. Got some cute outfits. I'm wearing one now. Yeah, it really but, is. Um, thank you. This is one of my daughter's... Um, favorite outfits of mine now she's like i like when you wear that mama anyway so um (laughs) at least i'm not in my pajamas like it was last week (laughs) Mm -hmm. i have all of these new clothes not all i mean it's just a few outfits but it feels like all of these new clothes and they won't fit my closet like i cannot hang up my clothes until i clean out my closet this has been the case now for several weeks i mean we've been home from florida for a month so And still, I have not went in there to clean out my closet so that I can put my new clothes in. So I've been living out of a laundry basket for the last four weeks. <laughs> Somebody needs Good. to slow our life lives down, but it's not going to happen. It's no, just not going to happen. I've not. had something every single day this week. We are going to have a baseball tournament this weekend. Next weekend, Luke's going to um, a baseball camp. I don't know what the next week is. I think that I think the kids might be going to a basketball camp. Both of them are. So, I mean, I'm just going to be running nonstop all the time. But but that's what this season of life is, is it's absolutely for. I'm going to look back on this time and be like, that was so So much much fun. fun. And as long as we make it fun. Absolutely. Yes, it's going to be a choice. And I really am enjoying it. I love it. I love to laugh at my kids. I'm not enjoying so much being a referee. True. I really honestly think I need a whistle and a striped shirt at times between Mm -hmm. the two of them Um, because they, but I'm trying to like make things as fun as I possibly can. I really am. And, and, but, you know, but honestly, one of these days, I think, because Andy used to be an official Mm -hmm. and I know he still has his stuff. One of these days, I'm going to start wearing that around and every single (laughs) time one of them comes to tattle or one of them comes to do something. Blow your whistle. I'm going to, I'm one of these, I am going to do that. such, thank you, God. He just gave me that idea. I am going to come down one day in that shirt and and whistle and I'm going to do that and they're going to get so annoyed with me. Yes, they will. And they're just going to like, be like, what? And then I'm going to make them pay a quarter out of their own money. (laughs) Good for you. That is what I'm going to do. Good for and you. And I'm going to annoy them to death. Yes. You know, one night I spoke to my kids in nothing but song lyrics. That is fun. I love to sing opera <laughs> to my kids. I do opera. Do you? Oh, yes. Fun. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I sing an opera to them. Yeah. I don't sing an opera. Oh, yes. I sing an <laughs> opera. <laughs> they, 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 um, 
it's been a while since I've done opera, so maybe I should do the um, the referee shirt, the whistle, and do only opera. There you go. And then, that would work. And then I shall say to them, if you do not stop... <laughs> If you do not, I'm sorry, I just saw the notes Sarah wrote on right. the paper. If you do not stop this fighting and all of this stuff, I will literally Luke go to your baseball game and do this. Yeah, just to embarrass you. And I Lydia, am all about embarrassment oh, as yes. the best form of absolutely of discipline. And Lydia, I will take you shopping, and I will do this. I don't care. I have lost my people pleasing ways. That's right. It is out the door. You have made me lose it. I have no That's right. no inhibitions with that anymore. So I will take you to the mall. And this shall be your discipline. This if is you it. cannot get along. That's right. Oh, you've driven me to madness. I am all about the humiliation. Let me tell you. <laughs> humiliation. <laughs> you say humiliation. I say discipline. We'll just <laughs> reframe it in different no, ways. But it, whatever. It is, it is discipline by way of humiliation. <laughs> it works. It works on teenage girls. Let me tell you, it oh, works on gracious. teenage girls. My daughter, I just, I love her. So, um, but yeah, th- this season of life, I, when Matthew finds something that he really wants to be involved in, and they're all three going, of course, Mc, um, McKenna has now said, I will never dance again oh really and by dance she means formal dance class doesn't want to do it not into it perfectly fine she doesn't have to dance because megan does she needs to find what what she loves to do so she's not going to dance starting in august and that that will be fine i i will be so happy with that but as matthew goes into middle school and he starts getting involved in things i'm like really really just put an in-service light on top of my car and we were talking, Megan was talking this morning. Um, on the way home from Tennessee on Monday, I sat in the back the entire time. Because putting my three children in the back seat is a nightmare. Correct. I, I cannot fathom that. <laughs> I wasn't very happy about it. I probably grumbled out a few times at people. But um, actually... <laughs> For a while, every time I, I dozed off like three times and they woke me up all th- and I'm like, seriously, can you not? I got earbuds in, my sunglasses on. Can you not tell I'm trying to ignore you? <laughs> what else do I have to do? So um, I ended up watching a movie with Matthew, but um, Megan was talking about how um, I want a Highlander. Like that that's the car choice. <laughs> and, so, and I'm like, but Megan, you don't understand. Like, if we just went and bought a Highlander off the lot right now, those monthly payments are like as much as our mortgage. And I'm like, really? So unless we plan on living in that car, (laughs) but then I'm thinking sometimes I do live in my car. So shouldn't I have a house that I want to live in? Right. Could be like an an RV. It's my RV. That that's actually the only problem is I can't pee. (laughs) But I'm okay with that. So that's what they have like, uh, fast food restaurants for. And, that's right. And, and rest stops. And rest stops. That's absolutely right. So she was just talking about that this morning, and I'm like, okay, but you don't really understand. <laughs> I'm like, but wait, I really do spend a lot of time in the car. Yeah, a lot of time in the car. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I know. I think that's why I get really agitated when my car is messy. I know. I need to clean out my car because. It's amazingly messy. It needs messy. some serious, yeah, the car needs some serious love. Mm, mine does too. I haven't been given it. Yeah. I totally get that. Of course, my house needs some serious <laughs> love, but I'm never home. So everybody just throws stuff down and yeah. just does stuff. That is such a, uh, I hate those weeks where you just come and go and you're just throwing things and, yeah. you know, I just. Yes. And then the, when you get there, you're, you're just, just like. Too tired to even oh, do anything. Right. And so, so you just ignore it. You ignore it. Absolutely. So been there. I can't, I yeah, that's exactly where I am and probably where I will right. be for, I don't know how much longer. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can take it, but I don't have it, the energy. Speaking of driving on my way over here to see you or to be with you today, I was behind a student driver. I was behind one yesterday. <laughs> Were you? Yes. It was so funny. Like, <laughs> I don't mean, I don't mean to put the... <laughs> when, uh, where she means funny, I say annoying. <laughs> I was just trying so hard not to laugh out loud. Well, I think 
on one hand it was funny on the other hand it was mm. scary because i was like luke's gonna be there very soon but god loved this student driver but more importantly god loved the person who's helping the t- i mean the teacher <laughs> because i seriously would not know i i i would not know how to that they, they would slam on their brakes and then they would then they would accelerate really fast and i was like what in the heck are they doing they obviously didn't know what they were doing have you ever been in one of those cars like mm-hmm. take it okay um cliff made me take <laughs> this is sad i've known my husband this long um so before i got my driver's license cliff suggested that i go to a driver's school i didn't want to do it I didn't even want to get my driver's license, but he wouldn't marry me if I didn't. So. Why did you not want your driver's license? I just, I hate, I hate driving. Well, aren't you glad you have it? I'm really glad that I have it. And so is my husband. But I, for, I mean, that's probably what I spend the majority of my time doing. And I hate it so much. Anyway. You don't like to drive? No. I really? can't stand it. I, I get, people annoy me. I'm not, <laughs> when I'm driving, I'm not a people person. I'm really not. Neither is my husband. Oh, I no, actually, <laughs> he likes to. He's one of those antagonizers. <laughs> just really quick. Andy, <laughs> Andy is like, he, he likes to. I mean, he really is an antagonizer. <laughs> I'm just like, you're you know, what, You're like, I know how you're going to die. Hilarious. You're going to be one of those people that somebody pulls a gun on and somebody <laughs> shoots you because you have ticked somebody off, dude. He is like one of the most laid back people. And then he gets in the car and he like wants to, I don't know what it is. He like wants game to game on. I guess so. I don't know if he thinks it's like a, it's not like a video Xbox game babe. or a PlayStation game or what. I don't know what it is, but he's like, oh, they're riding me too hard. I'm going to slow down. And then he like mm-hmm. goes like 25 miles an hour. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? You are one of those people. You, you are one of those. Oh, okay. I have a traffic story for you. But so it's, in those cars, the, the student driver car, yeah from the from a driving school Mm -hmm. they have a break on their side on the passenger side of the car okay or they did when i learned how to drive many many years ago Mm -hmm. and this old pervert really i'm not kidding you taught me how to drive he was terrible i would not you call him a pervert i did okay he was bad anyway um and he kept slamming on that I mean, I really, I wanted to get out of the car and like rip it out and beat him with it because <laughs> again, I don't have the greatest people skills. And so part of that could have been like the teacher <laughs> was just really nervous and slamming on the brake. Fascinating. Yeah, I, I do not have... want to teach my kids how to drive. I don't. I, <laughs> I had to take driver's at school. Um, in school okay it, but it was just a class like like this like a um it was a regular class it was a regular class right and i guess i guess he would have had a break over there but i i mean i really liked i liked it i liked it i thought it was so much fun and it was he was like my he was my teacher teacher mm-hmm. he was one of my teachers i i didn't have to take like i didn't have to pay yeah, we paid to go it was it was worthless That's i learned nothing except for that guy was a real creep that's fascinating. And we had, so we were with other students in our car right. from school. Which now you're not allowed to do at all. Right. I, I loved driver's ed. It was so much fun. It was. I think I would have really liked driver's ed. That would have been yeah. totally different than what right. this, this was. That was not. Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked my teacher. Um, and, um, I'm going to brag on myself. I was like the best driver in my, Good. In my, uh, in my little. Good girl. In my little class. And um, it was really fun. Awesome. So I actually, that was a good memory. Um, but I still don't know how to drive a stick shift. Me it, neither. I mean, I will give you whiplash mm-hmm. if, if I, uh, seriously. It's I'll tear really up the fun. car. Well, I'll do that, but I'll also <laughs> give you whiplash. So that's, Andy has, Andy has, a, Andy's always had a stick shift. Yeah. And it's still just really, the kids just make fun of me. Like they've tried to get in there with me. Um, I give, like, they're just like, jerking back and forth really yeah. <laughs> I know. Really bad. Really bad. So Cliff says the best way to learn how to drive a stick is just to be stranded with one. Is to test drive a car. Well, I'm sure, but Andy wants to just strand me with one over the weekend. I said, Andy. You would learn. Oh, sure. But if he stranded me with one, he'd be stranded for a long time right. without a wife. 
a long time. It <laughs> it's going to take me a long time to get home, honey. <laughs> no, I'm saying um, he. I would just. Uh, yeah. No, he 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 knows. Yeah, I know. What, mm-hmm. I know. I but, know. Uh, so this weekend we went to Tennessee, right? Did you hear about where the mountain gave way? And so 75 South is missing. No. Uh, just over the Tennessee border. You're kidding. No. It, uh, fascinating. I've seen pictures of it. I mean, the road's just gone. Had no idea. It's just gone. Um, the mountain gave way and the highway just fell. Were there any cars on it? I don't know. I, I'd imagine if there were cars on it that we would have heard, heard about, about it that? in the national news, but... I couldn't find anything by Googling it that anyone was. You know how many times so I've I don't driven know. on that road? I know, me too. here in college, I mean, yeah. Andy, were do- Andy and I were doing that every weekend for two years. Yeah. That's fascinating. It, it, okay. it, it's truly, and and seriously, I saw a picture. It's it's amazing. But um, so there is quite a bit of traffic. Um, they just reopened the road on the 21st okay. of May. Um, until then, it was a detour mm-hmm. through through the towns. Um, to, to get around because the highway 75 South was closed just past um, Jellico, just, mm-hmm. just, which right. is Jellico mountain. Right. And um, sorry. Um, so a lot of traffic backed up because when it opened, they um, have rerouted it to the northbound side of the highway. And then there's only one lane open going South. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. To you? All right. So, backed up traffic for miles for miles and so the signs for the one lane ahead are probably about three miles before the highway actually goes to one lane and everybody's starting to merge over into the one lane leaving the right hand lane completely open so my husband drives through it because he's that guy and oh. I'm like, he's the antagonist, right? No, he wasn't. He's just like, why do I have to sit here when this lane is completely open? I don't have to get over until the road makes me get over, right? So this one guy, being the smart man that he is, pulls out in front of Cliff to make us go the same mm-hmm. speed as the other lane. And he's just, I mean, he's just sitting there. We can't. Right. Go, right. Well, Cliff sits there long enough for the guy to think that he's won and Cliff's just stuck. And then he goes then he goes in the shoulder and goes around this car and continues to go. This is what my husband does, right? So clearly the guy didn't stop him at all. And he's driving and a and another car does the same thing. Pulls out in front of us. To make us go. And we're not the only ones who are driving in the right-hand lane. Right. I mean, we're not. Uh, we weren't even the first ones to drive in the shoulder to go around this white car <laughs> that tried to stop us. But um, so this van pulls out in front of us and we're sitting next to this red um, pickup truck, SUV something. Anyway, one of the passengers in the back <laughs> of the SUV flips us off or cliff rather and so when he decides that he's going to go in the shoulder to go around the van our kids look back smile and wave (laughs) at the lady (laughs) and i'm just like oh my god i mean we probably saved an hour i'm not kidding an hour by spending five minutes of driving on the right hand side of it was hilarious i mean we were we were having fun (laughs) <laughs> and people were mad because if they're going to sit in the traffic, you should have to sit in the traffic too. They were mad. I don't even know what to say about it. Was, that. I don't either. It was quite an experience. <laughs> it really was. I would have gotten over when the sign told me to get over and sat in the traffic. Uh huh. Cliff will not. And I don't, and I don't, and I would have too, I would have gotten over, but I'm thinking, <laughs> does that make it right to try I, I don't know i don't know either technically you don't have to get over until the orange barrels force you over technically yes and so does that make it right or wrong i don't know that's the moral dilemma of the day <laughs> the moral dilemma is that people need to calm down 
That's exactly because right. Because if that's what you're going to get worked up over, I mean, seriously, really? right? That, yeah, correct. Yeah, kids being stalked by vultures, and this is what you're getting mad over. That's exactly right. I mean, and that's the kind of thing that people don't think about, or I don't think about. Shouldn't say people because I don't need know. to make it personal. I understand. I don't know if I would have gotten upset. I probably would have. I would have seen. Well, would have been Cliff. So if I would have seen Cliff, I would have been like, "Look at that Yahoo!" Right. <laughs> That's all I would have done. Andy might have chased him down. <laughs> <laughs> Andy would have pulled out in front of him and just sat there. Probably. Andy would have been the antagonistic to Cliff. Like, now we have the two different personalities I, of our husbands. Yeah. Cliff would have been like, I'm not following the rules. Andy I'm, would have been like, I'm making you follow the rules. And they would have been at each other. <laughs> Cliff's like, eat my dust. I'm out exactly of here. Right. And you and I would have been like, oh, That's what I, mean. I was just sitting there shaking my head and laughing at the absurdity of it all. And our and- kids would have been waving to each other. Hi, guys. <laughs> no, you know what it boils down to? A lot of times, men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm generalizing. All the men are going to be like, Sarah. I'm oh, just whatever. kidding. We're just we're just poking fun. We That's are all. poking fun. That's and, all that is. And it, it was fun. It was, it was a great weekend. It was a great trip. It was not at all hampered by those people who were very agitated at Cliff's driving. They, they really, we didn't think about them once after we made it through the traffic. And that's exactly what you have to do with things like that is not think about stuff once. Yep. Don't dwell on it. It's it's over. It's done. It was, it was good. You'll never so, see those people again ever in your life. Ever. And you got there a lot quicker. And we got there a lot faster. So um, I'm going to take a second to say that our kids are really excited about this episode that we're going to record with them. But we need your questions. We really need your questions. What do you want to know about us or about our kids from their perspective? Uh, we need you guys to send those in 859-795-4067 or feedback at gspn.tv. They are super psyched. They're asking us about it every week. Every week. They really are. Yep. So other than that, thank you for being on this journey with us. There will be no Authentic Life Radio next week. As our lives are really crazy As next week. next week is a really crazy week for both of us. So um, just know until then, we love you guys. Yep, we sure do love and you. And we'll see you back in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.